Amen. Uh, we're so thankful. Amen. And happy and elated to come before you once again with the word of the Lord. Amen. Again, as we always do, we ask that you would share uh, this video as far and wide as you possibly can. And certainly, amen, God will be glorified for the same. Amen. On last uh, Wednesday, um, we uh, were talking about the baptism um, in the Holy Spirit. And we uh, were answering various questions about um, how can we know um, that one has been filled with the Holy Ghost. And we examined various passages of Scripture that one of the initial evidences is the speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Now, we have uh, proceeded in our lesson uh, where... We got to James chapter 3, and um, we were talking about, uh, well, James in chapter 3, at least the first 12 verses there, he deals with the control of the tongue. Now, in reference to us being filled with the Spirit, and we made the statement on last um on last Wednesday, and I think what I would like to do is get back to uh, these passages of Scripture that uh, I had presented and offered to us regarding Scriptures on the tongue and how, it, how important it is that we allow the Spirit of God to control our tongue. Any believer that cannot control their tongue uh, is sure evidence that the spirit is not operational. Okay. Amen. I'm not going to say that you're not saved and you're going to hell and all of that. I'm not, I'm not saying all of that, but what I am saying that, and, and as James will point out in our passages that we will read on tonight, amen. He said, he, he lets us know that it's possible. Uh -huh. Amen. For a saint, or for a believer, amen, to not allow the Spirit of God to control us totally when it comes to the use of our tongue. Now, if you would just kindly bear with me, I read these passages of Scripture on last uh, Wednesday. I'm going, I feel led to read them again, amen, amen. but these are, and, and, and certainly you can look up various passages of scripture um um you can um you can look up various passages of scriptures on your own but these are the ones that i came up with and i'm going to uh read them deacon wendell i see your question and i'm going to address that a little later all right um Psalms 34 reads, 34 and 13, Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Okay? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Proverbs 10, 20 says, the tongue of the just is as choice 
silver. Okay? The heart of the wicked is little worth. Proverbs 12 and 18 says, There is that speaketh like piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 31, 26 says, She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Death and life, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Mm -hmm. And then finally, and again, you can look up other passages of scripture that deal with the tongue, but Paul says in Ephesians 4 and 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister unto the minister grace unto the hearers. And I noted, jotted down in my notes, when a person cannot control their tongue, they are not being controlled by the Holy Spirit. And that is absolutely true. Now, I read these passages because um, in our lesson, and again, we're kind of uh, doing a little uh, back review. Um, if you have your handout, turn to page 5 and question 70. I know we didn't leave there on last uh, Wednesday, but I just want to do a little review. Amen. Um, and, and we're asked to read James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. I trust that you've read those already. Um, and the question is, what is the central thing covered in these verses? Now, I am going to, I'm not going to read them now, but um, I am going to refer back to these passages of Scripture. But the obvious answer here is the control of the tongue. James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, James is addressing that true faith, if you have true faith, Okay, it teaches you to control your tongue. Okay, now the reason why um, I sort of want to uh, uh, camp right here, stop right here, is because I think there are so many uh, uh, believers, uh, people in the church, that uh, deport to be spiritual or deport to be spirit filled but they have problems controlling their tongue amen um and i'm not necessarily uh talking about swearing using curse words and although we we, we all know that we should not participate paul talks about let no evil communication proceed out of your mouth okay we know that but 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 uh there are various ways that we can inappropriately use our tongue other than just curse words when we run someone's character and their reputation down when we say bad things and uh, uh say things that maybe we should not say you know it may be true but it does because it's true doesn't mean that you should say it. Amen. 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 And so um, I want to kind of deal with this because, again, there, 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 there are folks in the church who 
claim that they love the Lord, but when you listen to them, it, it, it kind of draws a question in your mind. And really, this is what James is getting at in James chapter 3, okay? Now, question 71, according to the same passage of scripture, what member of our body control, what member, yeah, what member of our body controls our whole body, okay? Obviously, it is the tongue, okay? It is a tongue. And again, beloved, when a believer, when a person cannot control their tongue, they are not being controlled by the spirit of God, okay? The, the, the spirit is non-operational. When we use our tongue inappropriately, when we uh, say things that maybe we should not say, when we run someone's character and reputation down, amen. Um, you know, God is not pleased when we do that. And it's, again, it demonstrates that the spirit is not operational when we engage in that kind of thing. Now, sometimes you run into people who, uh, um, you know, sometimes you run into people who say, well, I just had to tell them a part of my mind or give them a piece of my mind. Okay. Okay. Again, that, that, that demonstrates that the spirit is not operational okay and you know we, we've quoted last sunday what the word what the the wise man say says about those that got to tell everything in their mind what the what the proverb the wise man calls it says a fool uttereth all his mind okay Amen? and we 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 never want to be numbered in that number of being a foolish person mm -hmm. especially if we're supposed to walk into in the wisdom of god okay um, before I move forward, um, because I don't want to forget, uh, Deacon Wendell, you ask a question. Um, well, Pastor, can a person have the Holy Spirit if he doesn't speak in tongues? That's a good question. And what I'm going to say is um, when we examine these passages of Scripture that will be coming up, the initial evidence that the spirit is operational or a person has been filled with the spirit is the speaking in other tongues and we'll we'll, we'll come to that okay we'll, we'll come to those passages and we'll examine those okay all right we do need to make the difference between the initial mm -hmm. um, 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 having the Holy Spirit reside on the inside of us as a convert the Holy Spirit that comes in and converts us, and and we're um, we're birthed into the body of Christ through the Holy Spirit, and that second subsequent baptism in the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. because once we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit does live on the inside of us. Yes. So to make that that differentiation, just and we'll 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 come to that. I promise you, we'll we'll come to that. Okay, all right, so what I want to do here, question 72, which is actually where we left off on last Wednesday. The tongue of, the tongue of man is likened to several things in James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. 
list of four of these things. Okay, now, James used these things. For instance, a bit in a horse's mouth, which is the first thing that he uses. The second one is the helm or rudder of a ship. Okay. The third thing is fire. All right. And the fourth thing is unruly evil. Now, what I would like to do is start at uh, verse 2. Okay. Well, let me just start at verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Verse 2, in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Here's the first one. Behold, we put bits in the, in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Now, again, James used these four things. He uses these four things to help us to understand how uncontrollable the tongue can be and how there is a need to get control of it. Put a bit in a horse's mouth. The, I don't ride horses. Don't want to ride a horse. Okay. But from my understanding, um, you put a bit in a horse's mouth to control him. To control his entire body. To get the horse to move in the direction that you want it to go. Okay. Um and then verse 4, he says, Behold also ships, which do they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whatsoever the governor. Listen, now, you know, uh, I've, I've been on a few ships, military ships. I never was in the service, but uh, when I used to work for the Department of Defense, um, every May, you know, down at Naval Station, they let us civilians aboard. And I'm amazed at what some of these ships can do, you know, especially battleships. But all of the instruments, all of the weaponry, all of the things that are upon these ships, those ships and the machinery that controls, that controls, uh, uh, um, okay, and uh, all of the, um, all of the machinery that controls these ships, the direction of the ship or the boat, is controlled by a very small, I don't know what they call them, helms or directors or whatever, but they're controlled by that in order to direct the ship, okay? And then he says, uh, even so the tongue, in verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Okay, um, verse six, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Okay, fire, what destroys things, right? And James uses this analogy to help us to understand that if the tongue is not controlled, 
can be like wildfire. We know a little something about wildfires here in California. I mean, once those things get out of control, it's sometimes is days and weeks before you get them under control. And so what James helps us to understand in verse 6 is that the tongue can be like fire, okay? Um, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiled the whole body and set on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire of hell. Wow. Okay. Um, and then the fourth thing, it can be unruly. Okay. It can be unruly. Um, for every kind of beast of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tame and have, have been tame of mankind. Verse 8, but the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, unruly evil and full of deadly poison. Okay, so James helps us to understand here how detrimental the tongue can be and how there is a need to control it now what does all of this talk about the tongue has to do with us being filled with the spirit of god has everything to do with it because if you cannot control your tongue it says that the Spirit of God has not control of you. Let me say that again. If you do not allow the Spirit of God to control your tongue, the Spirit of God cannot control you. And isn't that, beloved, what we desire? We want God to direct, to control our tongue our whole being and when you see a person or hear a person that that just say any old thing a believer that says any old thing that comes to their heart and to their mind and they just feel they got to tell people off <laughs> that's a person that is not being controlled by the spirit of god amen Amen. Any comments, uh, First Lady? No, we're just trying to fix it. People are having connectivity Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Technology, huh? <laughs> okay. Amen. All right. Let's look at question 73. What does James say? Uh, what does James say about the same mouth or tongue blessing and cursing God? Now, uh, he, he basically says these things should not be. Okay, let's read here. Okay, uh, verse 9. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. He says here, my brethren, 
these things ought not so to be. Now, he uses, again, he uses these contrasts that we just mentioned and talked about because he wants us to understand, James wants us to understand that sometimes believers get involved, you know, in things when it comes to their tongue, they get involved in things that they should not. And basically, James is saying these things ought not to be. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's talk about this for a minute. Whenever, as a believer, whenever people either on our jobs, in our neighborhood, once they know or find out that we are a Christian, that we are a believer, that we are a follower of Jesus Christ, and they hear us say things that are not uh, convenient, or they hear us say things that are inappropriate, or they say they hear us say things that maybe should not come out of the mouth of a Christian, we send mixed messages. Mm -hmm. We send mixed messages. And, and when James talks about, when James talks about blessing and cursing, and later on he talks about uh, sweet and bitter water, okay, when he talked, he, he is giving us contrast. And, and again, he says, brethren, these things ought not to be. They shouldn't be because when we engage in that kind of lifestyle, in that kind of behavior, we're sending mixed messages to those who are unbelievers and to those who are around us. And it's confusing. It's confusing. When, when a person finds out that you are a Christian, and particularly when you talk about Jesus and you talk about that you're a person of prayer and, 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 you know, you just, you know, you really, you know, you really put it out there. Okay. From that point on, you're being watched. And when you engage, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about swearing. And, and again, we've already established that, you know, believers ought not to be engaged in that. But when we use our mouths in a very destructive manner, we demonstrate to the unbelieving world at that moment that the spirit is not controlling us. Amen. I know <laughs> this can be a little uncomfortable for a lot of us because sometimes we, you know, from time to time, we can be kind of guilty of this, okay? Especially when someone make us mad. <laughs> Especially when someone says something to us that, that deeply offended us, you know? But we need to ask the Lord, we need to ask the Lord to help us in this area because we want God, we want our lives to glorify him. Yeah. Go ahead, first lady. You know, we want God to be glorified even in our speech. Even in our speech. We want people around us, we want our words to minister grace 
to those that are around us. Sometimes, you know, and, and, and I really believe this happens more often than we realize. Sometimes, if you're not careful, beloved, the enemy will set you up. The enemy will set you up. Has anybody ever asked you your opinion about something? And they've never asked you, you know, they, you know, maybe it's something political or maybe it's something controversial. Sometimes what I have found that works for me in situations like that is not to offer my commentary. You don't have to respond to every little thing people say around you. You don't have to, well, this is how I feel. I don't care who don't. You don't have to do that. You know, sometimes silence speaks more volumes than words could ever. We have to really be careful when we're, we're talking about um, um, negatively responding or responding um, out of our flesh. That's what we're doing, responding according to our flesh and, instead of the spirit. Um, we have to, the, the Bible, um, Paul was talking to the church in Romans when he tells us, whoever you yield your members to, that's who controls you. And then he says, yield not your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield them as unto righteousness, unto life in Christ Jesus. So we have a choice who, how we're going to represent God, how we're going to respond to things. Are we going to respond under the leading and direction and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit? Are we going to give um, vent to our, our spirit? And amen, Sister Thomas, we must be prayerful. We, we have to be prayerful. That's why fasting and praying. You find yourself getting out of alignment. Amen. You need to push back your plate. You need to find the mind, the will, and heart of God to align yourself with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit, with God's word, so your reactions can be birthed out of the spirit and not according to um, our flesh. And one other thing, Pastor, a lot of, I, I don't think a lot of um, believers understand that we can't be um, uh, uh, taken over by a, a demon or unclean spirit, but we can allow the enemy to manipulate and to use us as instruments of unrighteousness. We have to yield to it, so that's why we really have to be prayerful, as Sister Thomas. Amen. Amen. We do have to be prayerful. We do have to be prayerful. And I know, you know, sometimes... Um, and again, you know, you know, people can, if you allow them, you know, the enemy works through people. If you allow them, amen, like a country preacher would say, he will get your goat, you know. Um, you cannot allow the enemy to get you in verbal traps. You know, again, sometimes the best thing to do in a situation is not say anything at all. Not that you don't have an opinion, not that you don't uh, have uh, uh, something to say regarding that. But sometimes it's not always proper for a believer to respond to everything. That's what I'm getting at. OK. All right. 
All right, you all are sending some wonderful comments. Amen. Amen. We appreciate that. Amen. All right, so these things, blessings and cursings that come from our lips, James said, these things ought not to be. To describe the unnaturalness of the same tongue, mouth, speaking both blessing and cursing, James, James uses three illustrations from nature, and what are they? And again, he uses these illustrations as contrasts. Okay? The first one is salt and fresh water from the same fountain. Okay, uh, look at verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceeding blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be. Do a fountain send forth uh, at the same place sweet water and bitter? We obviously know the answer to that question. Again, as I said on last week, on last Wednesday, if you walked up to a drinking fountain, okay, and you flipped on the, the handle to get water out of the fountain, okay, and if there was sweet and bitter water coming, you would think there was something wrong. You would think that there's something wrong with this drinking fountain, and you probably would not proceed to take another sip from that drinking fountain. The same principle is true when it comes to our lives. When people see and hear that we are behaving with our tongues in an inappropriate way, they begin to think something is not right. Okay? The second uh, illustration he uses is a fig tree giving olives. Okay, look at verse 12. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Okay, we know the question to that. If, if, if a farmer plants, okay, uh, plants seeds for a fig tree and he gets olives, again, something is wrong, okay? I think sometimes um, because we don't possess the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, that there is nothing delightful about our lives, people get repelled from that. You know, it's like I don't want to have nothing to do. You say, brother so-and-so is a Christian? Okay, you know, that's their response. If you say so, okay. Again, brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be. And James uses these contrasts from nature. The third one is a vine, a grapevine giving figs, okay. Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries? Can a, either a vine figs? Okay, um, and I'll just finish it. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Okay, so again, you know, when, when it's sort of like, <laughs> it's sort of like, um, you know, you, you, you hear somebody on television advertising their car dealer. Okay, let's say, let's say, uh, um, Mercedes-Benz, they have a commercial, 
they're advertising their nice cars and how well they're designed and engineered and so forth. And you go down to the Mercedes-Benz dealer wanting to buy a Mercedes and they're cooking hot dogs and hamburgers. You're going to think something is wrong, right? You're going to think, well, wait a minute, I came down here for a car. Well, we don't have any more cars, but we got some hamburgers and, 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 and hot dogs. No, no, something is drastically wrong. What I'm trying to say is, if you're not going to be it, take the advertising sign down. Amen. <laughs> that may be crude, but I, I, don't, I, I really don't mean to be crude. But I'm just trying to make a point here, beloved, that sometimes, you know, we give these mixed messages and when a saint does that okay it's evident that the spirit is non-operational all right we don't want to bring a reproach upon the name of christ either you know the the world is all already looking for some reason to say uh-huh uh-huh and and we don't want to um bring a reproach upon the name of Christ, upon the body of Christ. Um, um, it, our, it taints our witness. It really taints our witness. Um, we're, when we're not, um, you know, when we're always the one that wagging our tongue and got something to say, you, you know, and, and that's negative and, and dragging, dragging people down. Amen. Amen. You know, I think the wisdom of the the saints from yesteryear is is good and sound today amen if you can't say nothing nice about anybody don't say nothing at all amen i know we live in this age i just got to tell you off no you don't no you don't allow the spirit of god to control your tongue amen church amen praise god all right help us lord Sister Mary said, like a driver with road rage yelling out the window, yet they have a Jesus bumper sticker. <laughs> Amen. I've ran into that a lot, too. <laughs> Let us not be in the number. I, I do fuss at the traffic, but my window is up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I run into that. Lord. <laughs> I, I, I run into that. I, I had a gentleman one time um, told me I was number one. <laughs> But he had Jesus saved on his on, on his car. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Can anyone be completely yielded to the spirit without the, his tongue being controlled by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit also? No. <laughs> Plain, straight up, no. Now, let's go back over uh, verses 2. Uh, and through five for in many things we offend all if any man offend not in word the same is a perfect man and is able to bridle uh, bridle the whole body behold we put bits now we went over this already the fact that you have to put a bit in the horse's mouth okay now you know like I said I don't ride horses I don't know anything about them but what I do know is that when you mount a horse, you have to put a saddle on him, make sure that's secure, okay? 
when you get on the saddle, there's the reins. The reins is to the bit in the horse's mouth. And the, that bit is in this horse. And those reins are used to control. Now, very rarely do I see anybody jumping on a horse without a saddle or a, the reins. In fact, if you try to jump on a wild bronco horse, you're going to get hurt. Okay, a horse, that horse has to be broken, and I, that's not a direction I want to go. But, but the point of the matter is, the very fact that you have to put a bit in his mouth in order to control him tells you that that horse is incapable of being controlled without a bit. That just doesn't happen, okay? Um, behold, and also he talks about the ships, okay? And, and look at verse 5. Even so, <laughs> even so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindled. So the answer, obvious answer there is no, no, no. You cannot be yielded to the spirit without your tongue being controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's an impossibility. Don't tell me you are controlled by the spirit of God, that you're walking in the spirit, that you love God, that you're worshiping and praising God, and yet you cannot control your tongue. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying the spirit of God is not controlling you at that moment. <laughs> okay. All right. Question 76. Now, Deacon Wendell, this is where we're getting the answer to your question. After reading these scriptures, Acts 2, 4, 10, 44 through 47, Acts 19, James 3, 1 through 12, what is the initial sign that one has been baptized in the Holy Spirit? It is the speaking in tongues. Okay? It is the speaking in tongues. I'm going to ask that you all uh, uh, rehearse and read those passages of scripture. Um, I mean, there are other passages that we can cite, but these are the main passages of scripture that cites the initial sign. It's not the only sign. We'll get to some other signs in just a few moments. It is not the only sign, but it is the initial sign that scripture bears out when one has been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay. All right. Okay. We're asked to read the following scriptures and list some of the other signs. Okay. Other signs. Some of you may want to underline that. Other signs that should be found in the life of a spirit-filled Christian. Okay. We're going to go through these together. Let's turn to Acts. Before we move go on, ahead. Um, Sister Monica. Hi, Monica. I um, had a, a question earlier, um, but I, I told her we would go over it later because it was we were, I knew we were going to get to this kind of in line with Deacon Wendell's question. Okay, go ahead. It says, so you're saying you can't speak um, in tongues unless you have the Holy Spirit within? Repeat that again. So are you saying you can't speak in tongues unless you have the Holy Spirit within? According to these passages of scriptures, 
It is the Spirit of God. It is the Holy Spirit that enables a believer. It is one of the initial signs that a believer is baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when you're filled, you're going to speak. Again, I want to be careful here because sometimes people hear this and say, well, you know, that's the only sign. No, there are other signs, but the speaking in tongues is the initial. It is the initial sign. Sister Monica, I hope we addressed your 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 question. She made a good comment. Okay, also, go ahead. Um, regarding the tongue, she says, when you come a believer, things start to change within. If all you know or were raised around was um, you know, were certain things, then the tongue takes time to tame. Mm -hmm. It's not an overnight process. Amen. It's going Amen. to take time. Remove yourself from people who curse or don't have control of their tongue. Good point. Excellent point, Sister Monica. Excellent point. Amen. It, it, it is a process is basically what you're saying. Um, but, but the desire has to be there. The desire have to be there when you are, when you, when your desire is one to be pleasing to God, God knows the sincerity of our heart. Okay. And he knows how to help us to deal with all of those extenuating circumstances around us to help us to move toward him amen excellent point sister monica excellent point all right um okay so let's turn to um acts four okay now we're dealing with some other signs the speaking in tongues is the initial sign now we want to look at other signs okay uh acts four and uh, 4 and 31. And when they had prayed, yes. the place was what? Shaken. Where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with what? Boldness. Amen. Now, the, fir the, fir the other um, signs is boldness. Now, let me just say that... This is not, you know, when we when we speak about being bold, we're not talking about embarrassing yourself. We're not talking about being strange and eccentric. You know, people think you from Pluto or somewhere because of your behavior. That's not being bold. That's being weird. OK. And I run into a lot of folks uh, that are like that. Oh, I'm just being bold for the Lord. No, you're not. You're embarrassing yourself. Especially when you don't know the word of God. Amen. Now, let's examine this again. And when they had prayed, this is when, who is it, Paul and uh, uh, Silas was in prison. Mm -hmm. and, and they did not pray to be released. Okay? They did not pray to be released. You know, in fact, let me... Um, let me let me go back to verse. Um, let me go back to verse twenty nine. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy service that they may with all boldness speak, that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. 
and verse 31, when they had prayed, the place was shaken uh -huh. and they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And as they spake the word of God with boldness, they were in prison for preaching in the name of Christ. And instead of asking to be let out, they prayed unto almighty God and asked them and asked God to give them boldness for what? that they may speak thy word. So one of the initial signs in the life of a believer is boldness. You're not ashamed of the Amen. gospel of Christ. Amen. You're not ashamed to be numbered among the beloved. You're not ashamed to say that you are a child of God. Okay. When the, when the Spirit of God is accompanied in the life or when a believer is filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, there is boldness. Amen. Boldness to proclaim the Word of God. Boldness to live out front. Boldness to, uh, to minister under His name. Boldness. There is a, there is a boldness. There is an aura about the believer that says, yes, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of Christ for all that he has done for me, for all that he means to me. I'm not afraid to talk right. about him. Right. I am not afraid to, 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 to mention his name in the public square. Right. We have to use wisdom, though, but I am not ashamed. You know, sometimes, you know, um, you know, uh, in these ecumenical meetings when and, and this has happened to me a lot when I'm asked to come and be a part of somebody's prayer breakfast. And and, and there are people from every faith under the sun that is there. And, 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 and when I pray, you know, I pray according to my faith tradition, you know, that is in the name of Jesus. OK, you know, now. Again, we have to exercise wisdom in those areas. But the point that I'm trying to make is that there is boldness. There is boldness. There is, there is a quality about your personality, a quality about your personhood, your, 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 your personality that says, I am not ashamed. All right, let's move on. And then chapter 5 Verse 41. Let's turn to that quickly. We're kind of running out on time. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Amen. This is when the apostles were being. In fact, let me read verse 40. And, and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And then it talks about that we just read. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. The, the other sign is rejoicing. Is rejoicing. Now, this is something that, that you and I... <laughs> <laughs> we all have to work on because, I mean, they were rejoicing because they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. 
When we go through suffering, when we go through persecution, what is our attitude? Particularly when you suffer for, for righteousness sake. Jesus says, be exceedingly glad. Amen. Amen. What is our attitude? A believer is one who rejoices in suffering. Who rejoicing. Now, I didn't say that you like suffering. <laughs> I didn't say that. None of us like suffering. If you come up to me and tell me, oh, I just love to, to suffer, I think you need to be institutionalized. No, nobody likes to suffer, okay? But we don't allow the suffering to steal our joy. Amen. Amen? And so we rejoice. Saints of God are bold and they know how to rejoice when it comes to suffering. Amen. I got to run. Okay, look at uh, verse 42 of the same chapter. And daily in the temple in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. One of, we're talking about the other signs. The first one was boldness. The other one is rejoicing. And then the third one here, faithful to the house of the Lord, and they submitted to teaching. Let me read that again. Faithful to the house of the Lord and submitted to teaching. Look at it. Verse 42, and daily in the temple or in the church and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. In other words, during the days of the early church, there was a fellowship. They were faithful to the house of the Lord. They looked forward to fellowshipping with one another. They were submitted to the teaching of the word of God or the apostles doctrine. Okay. They were submitted. Amen. They were committed to the assembling of themselves in the house of God. And they were faithful to the teaching or they faithful to the submission of the teaching of God's word. This is something beloved that I get really, really, really concerned about in this day and time that we live in because we want to come to church and get our praise on. We want to do all kinds of things in the in the house of God. We want to you know, we want to practically turn the church into a Sunday morning nightclub. We, we want to do all of those things. But what about our submitting to the teaching of God's word? Even when it gets in, even when the word of God gets in all Amen. of my business. Amen. Amen. Sometimes the, 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 the Holy Ghost will anoint the preacher to preach a word and you think he's been at your mailbox looking at your mail. It's not that. It's just that the word finds us. And when that happens, beloved, we ought to rejoice Amen. because it means that we belong to him. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Amen. That's what's missing a lot. We, um, we, we think submission is a bad word, you know, because we, we think it's a curse word. Yeah, we want to be saved and we want the blessings of God and we want to go to heaven, but we want to do it our way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know it, it's God's way or nothing amen he owns it all amen he, he created it all it's his rules amen we you know the Bible tells us we can't change not one dot or tittle amen <laughs> jot or tittle or however we amen. can't change none of it 
You know, I, I think, beloved, you know, like I said, I think that's kind of missing in our day and time that we live in. You know, we 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 don't want to be Lord have mercy. We, you know, submission with some of us, we have a big problem with we, we, we really do. We don't want to be submitted to nothing or anybody. But again, it's one of the other signs. We're talking about the other signs. Amen. And in this case here in uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 42, they were faithful to the house of the Lord and they were submitted to the teaching of God's word. They looked forward to hearing the God's word. They looked forward to the teaching and the ministering and the preaching of God's word. Some of us will not uh, uh, hear the God's word if our favorite preacher is not preaching. Lord Jesus. Let me move on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Only one superstar. That's Jesus. Okay. Let's look at Acts chapter 6. Okay. And verse 7. The word of God Go ahead. spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Okay. And so the other sign is that what? They were obedient to the faith. They were submitted. In other words, they were willing to hear and allow the word to transform their hearts. But they were also obedient to the faith. Okay. I say all the time. I say, and, and, and I will continue to say this. I, I say this all the time. You know, when you come, I don't care where you go and hear God's word. You know, there are two things you really need to be praying for. First of all, you need to pray for the preacher. That he will say everything God wants him to say. That you will get everything that you need. And then pray for yourself. Some of us think we are ready to hear the word until the word gets in our business. Okay. We need to pray for the preacher and pray for ourselves. Okay. That we, that we will allow the word of God to transform our hearts and our thinking and that we will be obedient to the faith. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen, Dickie Wendell. I miss the assembling of the saints physically. Amen. I praise God for this, but I really miss, I miss y'all. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I'm not going to turn to it. That's what we call the love chapter. And, and read that but the other initial sign is love okay is love uh um you know i grew up in a time in the church where the saints really really did love each other we always had problems in the church but the saints loved each other okay um i don't have time to get into it but uh, uh, uh galatians i tell you what we're going to stop right here and um, uh, next week, we're going to get into the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But we're going, I want to uh, talk about uh, Galatians 5. And um, um, I'm going to ask that you read those and meditate on those verses of Scripture. And we're going to conclude with the other signs uh, that should be found in the life of a Spirit-filled Christian. Amen. And if you haven't already memorized Acts 1 and 8, Amen. We're going to work on get back to scripture memorization. Yes. And so memorize Acts 1 and 8 if you haven't. Praise God. Already. Amen. God bless you all. I hope, 
I truly hope you all have gotten something out of tonight's study. Amen. We're going to continue, Lord willing, we're going to continue our study of uh, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're dealing with and we're concluding, actually, um, uh, being baptized. And we, for the last few Wednesday evenings, we've been learning how the Holy Spirit can control our tongues. Amen. Praise God. Anything we need to give attention to, First Lady? Well, Sunday school on um, Sunday evening at 6. Saturday. Saturday, I'm sorry. <laughs> Saturday evening at 6 o'clock p.m. right here on Facebook. And then also our Sunday morning worship service on Sunday. Zoom. Um, I'm sorry. Sunday school is on Zoom. I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. just all of I had to go to work today for the first time <laughs> and work all day for eight hours in the office. I haven't done that since March. Amen. So I ran it here. But um, yeah, so Zoom is Sunday school, Saturday night, 6 p.m. on Zoom. Sunday morning on Facebook at 11 a.m. Please come and join us. Don't forget, um, invite somebody to Bible study. Invite them to Sunday school. Invite them to church. You know the mediums that we're on and what we're using. Amen. Invite them to come. Amen. It's still church going on. Amen. Invite Amen. them to church. Share the Facebook um, live and and, um, and invite your family and friends to come and join us. Let those numbers triple up. Let your loved ones um, get a hold of the Word of God. I'll give a short testimony, Pastor. Our goddaughter, um, 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 uh, Deidre was online. I don't, she was on here earlier. I'm not sure if Amen. she's still here. Amen. But she gave a wonderful testimony after Bible study. She sent us a long message on Messenger on how the Word um, found her last week and how the Holy Spirit the next day just really ministered to her and showed herself in different areas and, and helped her in different areas in, in regards to the lesson um, on last on last week. And so... You know, let share with our loved ones, Amen. So that the Lord, um, the Holy Spirit, can minister to them as well. And then don't forget our giving and the information. Is amen, there. amen. We have Cash app, app, and we have Giveify. Um, let's share our offering when we come when we come to the church, Amen. Blessings and love you too, uh, sweetheart, Amen. It's good to see you on uh, Facebook on tonight, Amen. Um, I want to let our church family know that um, we did receive our new Sunday school books and um, please um, get with us so we can coordinate and uh, get you your new Sunday school books. So we'll be ready for the new quarter after I believe at the end of July or end of August. Yes, amen. First, first Sunday amen. Amen. Blessings to you all. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being with us on tonight. Uh, again, we it is our prayer that you have received something from tonight's study. Amen. Uh, it is always our desire to uh, build up the saints. Amen. It's our desire, amen, to uh, do those things, say those things that will edify and build up the saints. Amen. amen. Let's continue to um, pray. We... Um, um, my wife and I just got um, uh, word that one of our nieces um, uh, contracted uh, COVID, and she's doing fine. And uh, but we want to lift up those that know sickness and suffering, and uh, we want to continue to do those things that we need to do to protect ourselves 
and to protect our families. If you just have to be out in public, please, please, please wear your mask, okay? Um, be informed. Be informed about what's going on, okay? Um, there are plenty of websites that we can get information regarding. Um, the one that I go to often is uh, the, the one for the Center of Disease Control um, to get updated on what's going on. And the reason why, the reason why I say that, beloved, is because um, there are so many people that are bought into this conspiracy theory that COVID isn't real. I could tell you some stories, but I won't. But uh, let's, um, let's continue to pray for one another. Let's continue to pray for our church. Amen. Um, and, and let's continue to check on our seniors. Amen. Let's continue to check up on our seniors. If all hearts and minds are clear, let us pray. Our Father and our God in heaven, we thank you this evening for your goodness and your love and your mercy toward us. We thank you, dear God, Lord, for this time of study, yeah. this time of meditation and, oh God, exhortation in your word. Father, I pray for our viewers on tonight, oh God, and whatever it is that they have a need of, oh God, I thank you that you're able to meet them at the very point of their need. I decree and declare, oh God, for those who are watching and those who will watch, Oh, God, that their households are blessed, that everything that's associated with them are blessed. I pray that they would be healed and delivered and set free. I pray, oh, God, Lord, that 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 meal barrels will not run dry, even through this yes, time of uncertainty. Of oh, God, be a provider for your people, oh, God, in the name, in of, the Jesus. name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. Oh, God, we're going to continue to lift up our heads we're going to continue to lift up our eyes unto the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from thee, O God, that hath made heaven and earth. We thank you and we praise you. We magnify you. We thank you, O God, for you just being God. We thank you, O God, and magnify you and give you praise. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion yes. of the Holy Ghost and the love of Christ be with you all this time and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Good night. We love you with the love of the Lord. Good night.